tight mix. Riveting. Love. Forgiveness. Shy. Shy. Dawn. Fly. Fly. Hello, 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 and good evening. It is your girl, Shay Dawn, here, and you're on Fly Conversations with me. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I so appreciate you. So, listen, we have another awesome show scheduled for tonight. So, anybody that knows, let me just bring it back around for you. Fans, what Fly stands for. Fly stands for finally loving yourself. And it's not just on the, the level of I love me I because I take care of this, I do this, I, you know, make myself look good, I put on the best clothes. But, but when we talk about finally loving yourself, fly, we're talking about on a holistic standpoint, we're talking about loving yourself mentally, spiritually, physically, and emotionally. And today, we are definitely going to dive into that physically as well as that, that holistic part of being healthy in your physical body because you have to understand without the care of the physical body, the spiritual body cannot move out and function as it should. So today, we are talking with my friend, Cersei uh, Shakespeare Booth otherwise known as the Faithful Vegan, and we are going to, de- uh, to be discussing how your health is your wealth. Ladies and gentlemen, please say hello to Ms. Thirsty. Say hello to the people. Hey, everyone. How are you? It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for um, coming on tonight, Thirsty. We definitely appreciate that. It is a pleasure, as always, to talk to Snack Light on Thing we might need to know. It's definitely appreciated. Um, so let's get started. Are you? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, hold on one second. I'm getting some information here. A second that I, yeah, that I'm breaking up. How am I sounding now? Yes, a little bit. Better. I'm better. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Cool. Okay. So, Cersei, tell. Um, let us know here. Okay, so your your business is called The Faithful Vegan. Explain that to the people. Well, basically what The Faithful Vegan is, is it's a health coaching company, but it's also a health advocacy company. And so what I do basically is I do one-on-one coaching with people, and I help them to identify their long-term health goals. You know, what is that going to look like 10 years? What do you want to look like in retirement? And then we develop a plan based on their eating habits and their physical activity to come up with and with different skills and tools on how to reach that goal. And so it's a one-on-one support. Um, the other thing I like to do as well is that we also do speaking um, engagements in the community um, just to kind of motivate and to bring awareness to how the food affects our health and our livelihood and to inspire, you know, people to take charge of their health. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So now explain to me how you came up with with the the name the faithful vegan because it's a, it's a it's a catchy name it's very mm-hmm. very different um 
And I know when I think I'm like, okay, the faithful vegan, does that mean, you know, just you're faithful to veganism itself or like, like, how did you come up with that, that name? Well, I came up with that name because I was looking for something that would kind of display something consistent. Um, And basically the faithful vegan means you're, you're loyal to stay the course. You know, because mm. a lot of times when we're, when we're trying to focus on our health, we get on and we get off and we get discouraged when we get off and sometimes we don't get back on. But the faithful vegan is saying, listen, stay the course, you know, um, and at the same time, too, it's infused with the word faith, which is like it's a faith journey as well, but you're also being committed to the journey long term. And it's not something you jump off. It's something you stay the course with. Mm. Again, that probably is the hardest part of all of it is staying the course. That's the hardest part, but that's the secret sauce, right? That's the secret sauce is staying on course. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now um, we were actually discussing um, a little bit before, you know, everybody, the show actually started. We were just just talking a little bit about even me um, doing plant-based and what have you. Here's the question that I get a million times mm-hmm. what is the difference between uh pescatarian mm-hmm. plant-based and veganism mm-hmm. okay well a pescatarian is someone who they only eat fish right so they'll eat predominantly not no meat but they'll have fish plant-based Um, is a little more broad because it's basically saying that they're receiving the majority of their food from plants, right? Not necessarily exclusive. Some people are exclusive. Some people aren't, but the majority of their food is coming from plants. And then you have vegan. And what vegan actually means is that no, none of your food, clothing, anything comes from anything that comes from an animal. So that would be dairy, meat, um, just any type of product would not be sourced from an animal. So there's, yeah, so those are the three differences. But I I like to make another distinction because a lot of times, um, like, for example, the faithful vegan, a lot of times when you say vegan, it really only tells you what you don't eat, and it doesn't Mm. tell you what you do eat. And so a lot of times you could be a junk food vegan and you could be a healthy vegan. And so I like to always, whenever I, I talk about veganism and plant-based and healthy living, I always like to make that distinction and say, yes, we're not eating animal products, but what we are eating is nutrient-dense foods that will edify your body. So that's very good to know because just being vegan doesn't mean you're healthy. It just tells people what you don't eat, but it's always good to say, well, well this is what I do eat. Mm. And, you know, and that's very interesting because – it, and it makes a lot of sense because you see mm-hmm. and hear a lot that want to, of course, they're looking for a way to bash um, being vegan and what things that are, you know, bigger than me or vegans that just look unhealthy. And, and but it mm-hmm. now makes sense about a junk food vegan. If right. they're not eating the appropriate, they're, right. they're telling you what they don't eat. But then the things that they right. do not eat, telling not. You what you do eat. Exactly. Because you could live off of Oreos, French fries, and uh, you know what I mean? Processed food. There's vegan processed food. You could be a junk food vegan. And so we have to make that distinction when we're talking about health is your wealth. We have to say, yes, the vegan part is excellent, but we're also telling you what we are eating um, and not just what we're not eating. 
Okay, that that's great. Some, mm-hmm. um, I got some comments over here. Someone um, said, well, and they asked to explain the difference which you did, and they would like that was a great uh, explanation you just gave them. So thank you for that. Um, Mm-hmm. Now they are incorporating herbs, and now and and when you explain this, I want you to explain this. But also, then I saw that you started the garden, so we'll also talk about that part of it as well. Sorry, I, you're chipping a little bit. Okay. I didn't have that question. Yeah. Okay. Am I good now? Okay. Um, I'm sorry about that. So, um. Okay, so what she was saying was, you know, that explanation of health food vegan, um, that was perfect. But she also wants to know, what are your thoughts on incorporating herbs? Um, And what I wanted to also speak on was your garden, because I saw that you started a garden. So I'm not sure if your garden has herbs in it. So, you know, speak speak to that. Yeah, yeah, herbs are, I mean, herbs are wonderful, because, again, once you start eating plant-based herbs, Again, I like to use this a lot as a secret sauce. It's, it's going to be what you season your food with, and there's a lot of, you know, healthy benefits to herbs. So, yeah, herbs are, are great. Um, and, yes, I am starting a garden. Um, it's been something that's been on one of my health goal lists was to actually grow my own groceries. And I just feel like it's an empowering thing because, again, you're taking control of the food that you're eating by actually doing it yourself. And so, yeah, I'm in the process of actually doing a garden, and I'm hoping that something that as the years go on, I can build on it um, and and continue to grow that. But, yeah, herbs are, are, are fantastic when it comes to um, eating plant-based. Awesome. Okay, so I hope that answers yeah. the question. Now, um, I'm actually <laughs> myself um, studying mm-hmm. um, on, you know, herbal healing and things of that nature, so I know mm-hmm. the benefits of having herbs and especially growing fresh ones. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. They have huge yeah. benefits. Now, um, I do have one question, and I'm not quite even, I, I don't even know that I really want to ask this question. Okay. Uh, is there a such thing as a chickentarian? Clearly somebody that, that may want to try to, to, to go uh-huh. a vegan lifestyle, but they don't want to give up uh-huh. chicken. Right. I think I've never heard of chickatarian, but there is a term called flexitarian. And those types of people, what they do is they're flexible with their diet. So they might eat predominantly plant-based and then occasionally they might have the odd meat um, and things like that. So I, I think I think the, the biggest thing is I, I think we love all, you know, all the titles, but the, the main thing is we want to know what are the foods that are going to give you the best bang for your buck, right? And how much mm-hmm. of that do I want to eat? And then it's for everyone to negotiate their own their own health journey, right? If you say to yourself, you know what, I know the ill effects of chicken and all the other mm-hmm. things, and I don't want to I, – I, a little bit is good for me. A lot, you know, it, 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 a lot of it is, is the awareness, and then you make your own, your own decisions. But a flexitarian would be someone who – will eat meat occasionally or dairy, but again, mm-hmm. predominantly they'll be plant-based, so they call themselves a flexitarian. They're flexible. They're not boxed gotcha. into anything. Yeah. Well, okay, and, and that, that may work as well. Here's a question right. um, that I always I always get, and I mean, mm-hmm. I, and I'll, I'll give my answer, and then I'll allow you to give <laughs> the more professional okay. answer. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So the question is usually, well, how do I get my protein if I don't eat meat. Mm, um, right. My answer is usually those same animals that you eat, eat plants mm-hmm. that they're protein mm-hmm. from. 
Why mm-hmm, eat mm-hmm. the animal when you can eat the same plant and do the same thing? Right. Now, that's my answer. Right. Right. Yeah, you could go straight to the source. Um, and, I mean, there's so many different ways that we can get our protein. You know, of course, the, 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 the king of all protein in the plant-based world are your lentils, your beans. Um, but you could also get them from peas, lentils, whole grains, nuts, seeds, greens. And the truth of the matter is this. Adults usually require no more than about 0.9 grams of, per, of protein per healthy kilogram of body weight. So basically what you would do is you'll calculate um, your ideal body weight in pounds, mm-hmm. and then you'll multiply it by four and divide it by 10. So for me, for example, I think I need about 42 um, grams of protein. Um, and the truth of the matter is most of us, by the time you eat your beans and your peas and, and your variety of different foods, you usually reach that. But the, the thing with Americans is we don't, we usually get adequate or even too much protein. The real issue, what we lack in American diet is fiber. And that is where we open ourselves up to um, the different um, diseases that come when we lack fiber. So a lot of people get hung up on protein, but the truth of the matter is most Americans, whether you're vegan, vegetarian, or you eat meat, usually hit your protein mark and even above. The real Mm. issue that most Americans are lacking is is fiber. And that's the one that is the hidden thing that we don't talk about. And that's where we need to boost our focus. Yeah. Now that was good. Now that I, I that I did not know. I did not know that fiber was the one we were lacking. Um, that's the one so we lack as Americans is fiber. We're not eating enough. Mm-hmm. That is very interesting. Very interesting. Um, and so I had a comment here that, um, asking a question: What do you feel about hemp seed protein? Hemp seed is fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. Hemp seeds, flax seeds, chia seeds. You're getting protein. You're getting your omega threes. All of these things are superfoods. So. I mean, you know, I throw hemp seeds and chia seeds and flax seeds, you know, um, on my food almost every day. And so it's mm-hmm. definitely something to use. And and I guess what makes me so passionate, and I guess, um, you know, I, I, I try to, I guess I feel is that anyone would have told me like eight years ago that I would have been plant-based, vegan, or any of these flexitarians or chicotarian or whatever you want to call it, I would have laughed because I was your typical eater. I was your, you know, heavy creams, you know, seafood, chickens, meats, whatever it was, I ate it, you know? And so when I see the transition that it made for me, um, it, it really encourages me to know that anybody can do this thing. And so a lot of times I think people get um, stomped by it seems overwhelming and, and it's a journey and it's a process. And it's sometimes if you have to start with just taking one thing out this week or mm-hmm. one thing out this year, everyone has to start where they're at. Um, but the, the, the issue is, you know, mm-hmm. w- walking towards a healthier diet. I mean, studies show that the more meat you eat is the less um, longevity you have in life. That's, just common proven science. And so mm-hmm. the more whole foods that we eat, and this is the key, is, you know, we make dieting sometimes very difficult, you know, like, what do I eat? How do I eat? But the truth of the matter is, if most of what we eat or all of what we eat are whole foods in its most natural state, if that's what we focus on, if we don't eat too much, you know, because we know that excess calories cuts off years of our lives as well, and if most of, if not all, of our nutrients comes from plants, that's a, a, a diet of success right there. And so mm-hmm. what happens is a lot of times 
we hop on diets, but what happens is we're eating less calories, but we're not improving the quality of the food. So what right. happens is we're left hungry. Our cravings are still there. We're like, you know, biting our nails, and and we end, and that's why we fall off the wagon because we're not satiated. We didn't elevate the the quality of the food. We just lowered the calories. But once you start eating plant based, this is the genius of eating healthfully is that you end up eating more for less calories. So here mm. you are. You've upgraded the nutrients in your food, and it's it's providing you so much more nutrients, but it has less calories. You know, I remember reading one article, they were saying you could eat three bowls of lentil soup compared to like eight chicken nuggets. That's it's wow. a calorie density. So you're full, you're satiated. And, you know, you, so therefore after a period of time, the craving subside, the, you know, all of that kind of food addiction. Because the, the truth of the matter that a lot of people don't want to talk about is that we're addicted to certain types of foods. And this is why it makes it so difficult for us to make the right decision because you could say to someone, listen, if you eat this, you're going to live longer. You're going to sleep better. Your skin's going to clear up, you know, whatever. And then you say, if you eat that, you know, there's high blood pressure, diabetes, all of these diseases that we grew up thinking it was either hereditary or we grew up thinking that it was just something that happened in old age. Now we understand that these are lifestyle diseases, but even Mm. knowing that, still so difficult for us to let go of those foods, it makes us make illogical decisions because what we're addicted to the processed food, we're addicted to the grease, you know, sugar, salt, oil, high-tech palate. And so you're not even thinking to make clear, sound decisions, even regarding your health. And so a lot of what I do with the health coaching is how do we break those addictions to food? How do you break the mindset so that you could eat in your best interest because most of us when we talk about the truth of it is that we're eating out of our best interest we're eating mm. against our health we're eating into the disease we already have we're eating wow. the disease we haven't even had yet and so a lot of this is realizing and that's what happened to me i i was um you know for me how i started this is i was um in a very dark place in my life i had I lost a child i was maybe the most overweight that I've ever been. My mind wasn't clear. I was at a very dark place. And a friend of mine, this was just completely random. I wasn't looking for diet, said, hey, let's just do the Daniel fast for 30 days. And I was like, uh, I read the list of what was on the Daniel fast, which is pretty much a vegan diet without any processed food or sugar. And I was like, uh-huh. uh, I think I'll add eggs and some other <laughs> stuff and I'll do it part way. And she was like, listen, and for some reason, whatever she said to me just arrested me. And she said, if you're going to do this Daniel fast, you're going to have to do it all the way. And something in me was just like, uh, okay. And I did that Daniel fast for 30 days. And I can't tell you where the shift happened, but I lost a lot of weight. My mental clarity was there. The brain fog was gone. My mood was better. I was already diagnosed prior to that with pre-high blood pressure, so I was heading down the Mm. road to be on medication. My blood pressure stabilized, right? My sleep was better. My skin cleared up. And I had all this in 30 days. And at that moment, a light bulb went off, and I said to myself, if food can do this, you know, in 30 Mm. days, why would I not choose to do this for a lifetime? 
And that's where my journey began. And I felt like, you know what, this is something that I feel is not just for me. It's something that I feel that I need to teach the masses because I was living and I knew nothing about this. I didn't know. I just thought blood pressure was something my mom had, my grandmother had, my great-grandmother had. I didn't know it was anything that I could do to control that. You know, I was Mm. jumping on and off diet, on and off diet. I didn't know that I could just eat delicious food. Mind you, that was a process. So I'll tell you the truth. When I first decided to go, I thought, you know what, that's it. I'm not going to eat a good meal again. I'm going to be eating salads and hugging trees, right? This is what I thought originally. (laughs) But what I learned once I started learning the recipes and exploring different herbs and different grains and different beans, I eat better now than I ate before. Wow. You know what I mean? And that I didn't expect because that, that was is... a gem that I wasn't expecting because you open your field. There's a, there's like hundreds of beans, tons yeah, of that beans. That is true. I was, eating the, I was just eating chicken steak. I was eating the basics. But now I am eating far more of a variety and, 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 and a, um, a different, you know, seasonings and flavors right. than I ever ate before. Right. And, and we're so definitely gonna... that's how and I we're... got there. Mm-hmm. And we're going to touch on that because I Go saw ahead. some of the postings you've had of some of the uh, things mm-hmm. you cooked. Um, but I do right. have a couple of questions here. Um, and also sure. for those that are dialed in listening, if you have a question, you can press number one and I'll be alerted mm-hmm. to, um, to let you come on and ask your question. But so the first question I have, um, what about the, sub- the morning, the substitute meals, like the, the morning star brand, right. thing, all of those, like, what are your, your opinions on that? You know what? My thoughts are those stuff are great in the transition. You know, my ultimate goal is I think everyone needs to walk towards fully whole foods. But I say, you know what, if, if, if Morningstar and those things are going to transition you off of the greater evil, I say do it. But the thing that I say in all of that is don't get stuck in transition, right? Gotcha. Use it as a transition to get off, but don't get stuck there and ultimately move towards the ultimate goal, which is eating whole foods. Awesome. So that's the one. Mm-hmm. Start use it as a transition and then move along. Awesome. If you have to, yeah. If you have. If to, you yeah. have to. Um, next question: How do you feel about detoxing and fasting? Now, I'm. I'm. Um, I will say I'm a. I'm with uh, intermittent fasting. I do find benefits for me yes. in that. But yes. you know. Yes. Yes. There's a lot of research out there that talks about the benefits of fasting. I too am a. Um, um, intermittent well, and I actually did a four-day water fast. That was my first I've ever done that, um, and I really saw the benefits for myself with that. But um, I think the benefits of the fasting really, for me, that really stands out is breaking the the the, cult, the culture that we live in that we have to be eating all the time. And a right. lot of times, this obsessive eating every two hours or or having to always eat you know, using food for emotional reasons, you know, and all of that other stuff, that intermittent fasting kind of lets you realize that it allows your body to rest. It allows your body mm-hmm. to rejuvenate itself because it's, what, what people don't realize is that when we're digesting food, we're using like 90% or 80 to 90% of our body's energy. So when you mm. are not eating you're allowing your body to do what it does best, which is heal itself and rejuvenate itself and actually um, think. But if we're always eating and working our body, it never gets any, um, any, any chance to actually rest. And so, yes, I'm definitely a fan of that. But overall, there's some people that are like, 
always looking for the next detox, always looking for the next drink. And I think this if you true. eat healthfully in general, that is a detox, right? Because our body daily, you know, unleashes through sweat and, and all these other things, we detox daily. So if you eat healthfully every day, that is a form of detox. I think a lot of times because our diets are so toxic, this is why we need far more detoxing than we would. If we would just eat healthfully, we, we would detox ourselves every day by the foods that we're eating because we're eating a lot of greens and we're eating a lot of things that would naturally detox us on a daily basis. So I say, yes, fasting is great, do it intermittent and all that other stuff, but the true eat healthily every day so that at the end of the day, throughout the day, your body is constantly purifying itself with the foods that we're eating. Awesome. Makes, and that makes a lot of sense. Um, mm-hmm. So just eat healthfully and you don't have to detox. But, if, but in the meantime, until you get to eating that healthfully, intermittent fasting, detoxing is a, is a go, right? And you could right? do both. You could do both. I'm not a, yeah, you could do both. Like I intermittent fast, even though I eat healthy, but I'm saying the, the true, the best detox you could do, if we were to count them in one, two, and three, the best detox you could do for yourself is to eat healthfully. That way, if you never intermittent fasted or you never did a water fast, your body's at least getting the good food. But, yeah, water fasting, the research um, is out there. Intermittent fasting, the research is out there that says it's a good thing. It helps our body, you know, rejuvenate itself, anti-aging and all those things. It's definitely a good thing as well. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, let's see. The next question here, because they're rolling in here. Um, can oh, you really? be vegan? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can you be vegan if you don't mm-hmm. eat lentils, beans, or allergic to peanut butter and nuts? Yeah, you could still be vegan if you're allergic to those. Now, if you're, yeah, you could still be because I mean, you would. You're allergic to beans, nuts, and what else, Harry? Um, to like peanut butter or, or nuts of those things. Um, you, you know, you don't eat the beans and all of that. You don't eat so the I beans, or you're allergic to the beans. Let's well. Let's see. Does, uh, so that's say, thing. Um, if you're allergic well, it, to all of these things, then you you may have to, um, you know, if you're really allergic to nuts, beans, and a lot of the grains, you may have to sit down with a specialized nutritionist that's going to actually, because everybody's different, and there's some people that have different um, intolerances, you know, and they may have to tweak it a little bit differently for themselves. But for the masses, if it's just that I don't like beans because it gives me gas or something like this, that's something you're going to have to train your body to incorporate, you know, because if you eat like a teaspoon of beans every day for a period of time, you find that your body adjusts better to to that type of thing. Okay, yeah, and they actually said they're not allergic to the beans, they just don't like them, but uh, they are allergic to the peanut butter and and nuts like that. Right. Yeah, if you're allergic, you don't. There's a lot of vegans right now that they don't eat nuts. They don't eat nuts and seeds. Either they're allergic, or some of them feel that they gain a lot of weight when they eat those, and they're perfectly fine. But the beans and the lentils is 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 so important because it has so much um, protein. So a lot a lot of this journey, and this is what I tell people, is that you you find that you're going to have to. Um, it takes time to readjust your palate. Mm-hmm. Right And things that you this thought you didn't like, you're going to have to take that time. Once you, once you detox off of sugar, fat, salt, oil, excessively, you know, fried foods, and you're eating healthily, the food tastes different. 
and you begin to taste your food in a different way and 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 you, and you work with your palate so a lot of things I thought I would not have liked or I didn't like, mm-hmm. once I started tasting the real food, it's kind of like when you eat a lot of sugar and then all of a sudden you taste a fruit, you actually get to taste the true sweetness of it because you're not on the, the processed sugar. And that's the same thing right. with lentils and bees. And let me tell you something. There's over 500 or I think 500 or 100, 150 types of beans you could find one that you like. You just have to take the time to just, you know, be creative some beans are more mild than others, and, and you just work with it. And seasonings are the secret sauce, too. However you season it, that can make a difference as well. And and I will say I, I'm 100% in agreement with that. I did not like avocado. Um, uh-huh. I, I don't know. And guacamole, it was the nastiest thing in the world to me. But mm-hmm. I promise you, like, right now, that's, like, one of my favorite go-tos. Like, I just give me an avocado with, some, with a little sprinkle right. of uh, Himalayan sea salt, and I'm happy. Yeah, I don't need anything else. Exactly. So it it it, it, exactly. it is actually something that'll change in you, um, right? As you go yeah. along, and even the sweets, you don't want them as much. It's like, eh, no, right? Exactly. You know, so I I am agreeing and, with and, that. Yeah, and just to plug beans a little bit more because sometimes what why you need to eat beans sometimes will motivate you over taste. But when you when you look at the studies that they did across the world, every single centurion, the people who live over 100, it's because they had a lot of beans in their diet. And so beans are one of the markers of longevity. And so what I tell a lot of um, when I'm doing coaching, I tell people, make sure you incorporate those beans because they are superheroes in the kingdom of the plant base. Every single society that lived over 100, they had the beans was one of the center of their, of their diet. So they're very powerful and they're very important for longevity and health. Um, they're low glycemic. So, you, you know, the, the way that the sugar is processed in your body is totally different because of beans. So I say eat beans because they taste great, but even if they don't, I say still eat beans because they are so miraculous for the other things that they do. Wow, that I did not know, but that is very interesting. And, you know, I, I, I enjoy beans myself, so I'm, I'm good with that. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see, what other questions? Okay, um, what are your thoughts on eating raw? Do you prefer raw overcooked or, uh, you know, does it matter? Um, I I personally think that, you know, if you could get a variety of, of different vegetables in your diet, that's the best way to go. You want to have some raw vegetables, right, that are uncooked. I always encourage people, if it's possible, have one big salad a day if you can, you know, where you could put, you know, your your raw spinach, kale, broccoli, snap tea. If you could, because having them raw, none of the nutrients is tampered with, right? And usually mm-hmm. when you don't want to ever overcook your vegetables anyhow to, to death, but you, having some raw vegetables is absolutely great. You want to mix it up. Now, there's some people that are strictly raw. Um, that's a whole other category. But I always encourage people, mix it up. Have some of your vegetables cooked, eat some of them raw, um, and just have a, have a balance. Got it. So, okay, she just wanted to verify because she said she eats raw, so that was great information yeah, for her. that's great. Yeah, um, that's awesome, yeah. The, let's just say, do you, pro, do you GMO produce? I'm not sure. Oh, ge- genetically modified. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, if you, I just wasn't sure how the question was worded, but yeah, you got it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you could avoid, you know, they had something, which I, I guess I could 
um, I guess I could pull it up while we're talking because I don't have it memorized, but um, you could put the resources in your um, notes. But you, you want to avoid genetically modified foods. Um, there's some foods that have high pesticides. There's something called the, the uh, dirty dozen. And those are the 12, I think strawberries are number one. Those are the ones that they highly recommend that by any means necessary, if you can, um, mm-hmm. not to eat those ones if they're not organic. And then they have a moderate list. Uh, of another okay. one that, you know, they're semi-pesticides or whatever. But, but yeah, but do what you can afford because at the end of the day, I say do what you could afford and, and do what's mm-hmm. accessible to you because at the end of the day, eating your fruits and vegetables is the most important. Even, even if all you have accessibility to is non-organic, go ahead and eat it because that is going to be more beneficial than not. So if you could afford organic, I say do it. But if you can't, it's still beneficial for you to go ahead and not. Awesome. So now here's a question I have, because um, you did say that Americans are missing more fiber than the protein that, you know, of course, mm-hmm. we want to. And I've seen and read this before that Americans seem to OD on protein because they believe that builds the muscle. The muscle builders, they want to eat, you know, pounds and pounds mm-hmm. of meat because they need the protein, but yet we're lacking fiber. Yeah. Um, right. What are some staple foods that are, are mm-hmm. beneficial to, to providing that fiber? Well, beans have fiber. Um, all of your whole grains have fiber. All your vegetables have fiber. Pretty much a whole food plant-based diet, everything you put in your mouth, has some type of fiber. Um, and this is why I always say, you know, I always prefer the whole food over the juice. I always prefer the whole food, you know, because at the end of the day, you're not extracting that fiber. You know, if you juice something, I mean, juicing is, is, is okay occasionally, but when you juice something, what you're doing is removing the fiber and then just drinking the juice. I want it all, right? You want the fiber and you want the fruit and you want everything intact. And this is why, you know, you could drink apple juice and eat an apple and it's a two, two separate um, entities, even though, because with that fiber, is in there for fruits, vegetables, grains, beans, they all have fiber in it. And this is why when you're eating a whole food plant-based diet, you, you tend, your fiber intake tends to go up if you're eating whole foods, whole grains. Okay. Now, with that, um, the question is, do you need to, because, you know, generally, I, I've at least I've seen when you're taking, like, outside sources of fiber and things of that nature, you have to mm-hmm. increase your fluid intake. But now if you're getting them just from these natural sources, is it necessary to also still increase your, you know, your water consumption to help keep it flushed? Or does it operate a little mm-hmm. bit differently because it's normal, because it's it natural? Op- it's, uh, it's, yeah, it operates totally different. Now, if you're taking like a, one of those fibers from the bottle, they always tell you, yeah, drink a lot of water with it. But when you're eating natural foods, you have to remember fruits and vegetables, they naturally have content of water, right? And so what right. you even find is when you start eating a whole food plant-based diet and you're eating a lot of vegetables and all the fruit, you don't even get as thirsty as much because you're, mm. you're getting a lot more water intake than you'd had before, you know? So when I started eating plant-based, I noticed, wait a minute, that eight glasses or nine glasses of water that I had to drink before to feel like I'm really at the top of my game, I didn't even need to do that because I had so much water from the fruits and the vegetables and all that other stuff right. that had high water content that I didn't even need as much water. So no, you don't, it's good to drink water, but not to dilute 
whole food fiber. Not at all. Awesome. And that's that's good to know. That is definitely um good to know. Now I have some someone here looks like I think they're on a panic because they're saying they would miss meat and they're just thinking about meat. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I noticed. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I noticed though, um, in your group on your Facebook group, the mm-hmm. Faithful Beat, mm-hmm. that there was mm-hmm. a posting of a meatloaf, a a yes. a, a plant-based well, it meatloaf. It was a lentil that, loaf. It was a lentil, well, a lentil loaf. Yeah, yeah, a lentil loaf. Yeah. And yeah. it looked absolutely wonderful, and I was waiting for you to post that recipe. Yes, but ex- I ex- it. <laughs> But now explain, because, I mean, when I looked at it, had I mm-hmm. not known what kind of group I was in and, you know, what was, I yeah. would have automatically yeah. just that that was, you know, either turkey meatloaf yeah. or beef meatloaf yeah. or what have you. Yeah, um, yeah. So is this how do I want to access are these recipes that you you've come up with or that or that you found yeah. a tweet like what what how what is what, yeah what these are recipes that, that I, some of them I've come up with some of them I've tweaked there is look put it this way 2019 is is there is so many resources and recipes to live plant-based I know one person said they missed the meat but I'm telling you this the the, the time that we're living in there are so many recipes to make lentil loaves and to use lentils and, and different things to make those and to make um, creamy sauces that you don't miss that can make mac and cheese and we're living in a time where trust me there are so many resources to use whole foods to make the most delicious things but again it's the mindset. You have to start where you're at. And mm-hmm. like I said, once you start slowly, however you get into the game, for me, I jumped in full turkey, not realizing because I, I took the dining fast, but that's how I got in. Some people, right. they need to take their time and, and weed themselves off. But once you start trying these recipes and you start realizing, wait a minute, if healthy food that is going to help, help my body prevent chronic disease, prevent cancer, you know, reverse maybe the chronic disease I already have, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If, if this food that tastes this delicious, right, can do both, why not? And this is, and you could, and the only way you could do that is that you have to stay the course a little while to adjust your palate, to be able to explore and be creative. And once you start doing that, you're going to be like, wow, this is a win-win. I don't have to compromise. I don't have to act out of my own self-interest. You know mm. what I mean? And, and to eat. And what you find is that what you realize, sometimes you say, well, you know what? I want to be able to eat. What you realize is that food is controlling us. And this is what I realized for myself is that I couldn't give up certain things because the food was controlling me. And so once you go over to this side and you realize that you're eating food that are, that's healthy and that's nourishing your body, all of a sudden you're out of that prison where food is dictating it to you, but now you're in control and you're eating what you know is healthy, what, what you want to put in your mouth and what's, and what's necessary to go into your body. I mean, this stuff gets me so excited because <laughs> I just know the, the, the power of food. You know, there's a lot of people right now that I'm telling you, they're, they're battling high blood pressure. They are getting their limbs cut off for diabetes. Absolutely. They are, you know, struggling in life, you know. Or, or like I said, one thing is like, you know, you get to 65. Sometimes we're living long, but we're not living long well. Americans mm. live to 70, 
but they're not living well, right? They're not running. They're not being able to be active. You know, we're ending up in nursing homes are on the rise. You Mm. want to be able to eat now in a way that benefits your health and your body. So when you get to 70, you see some of these people who are living healthily, um, and they're riding their bikes, and they're, they're, they're healthy, and their mind is, is clear. They're not, you know, attacked by all these um, mental diseases that are happening. You know, even mental health, even how we eat, mental health is affected by that. Depression, wow. different mental illness, everything we do, we have so much power in our plate. Every single day, we have the ability to make a choice. Are we going to eat something that is going to promote life in our life? Or are we going to knowingly eat something that's going to cause death to ourselves and to our, you know, it's, it's like voting against your best interest, you know? There's some people mm-hmm. that vote and it's not in their interest. We interest. We're the only species on the planet that does it. Every other wow. species eats for their longevity and for their code. You know, and I, mm. I know a lot of people listen. When, when people get their Mercedes and their Lamborghini, they put premium oil in those cars. When you get that designer outfit, you make sure you read that tag because you're going to say to yourself, listen, I want to make sure that I wash this thing exactly how the tag is designed for it. Why don't we do that for our bodies? Why don't we do that? We can look at the tag God gave us and say, wait a minute, what are the foods that are going to increase longevity? What are the foods that are going to build our immune system? What are the foods that are going to prevent cancer? What are the foods that, you know, these are the things. If we could do it for our cars and for our designer clothes, we can do it for our bodies. It just takes a mindset shift, and it takes that dedication, and it just takes staying the course. It's going to be difficult. Some days you're going to feel like, oh, what am I doing because we're so addicted to the toxic food? But if you stay the course, you'll get over to the other side. Hashtag amen in the words of, of Queen Valencia. <laughs> Hashtag amen. Listen, because, I mean, yeah, and it's, it's crazy because I actually say some of the same things, and then um, I even I, I bought some soursop a, a couple of days ago, um, mm-hmm. and you know they, they can be pretty expensive. And you know I had this mm-hmm. small one; it was like eight dollars, and it was a gentleman in the farmers market. He's like, "Oh my God, eight dollars for that little fruit!" And I'm like, "Do you know the benefits of this mm-hmm. little fruit?" Mm-hmm. I'm like, "The benefits mm-hmm. of this fruit, I would rather pay this eight dollars right now." to prevent right. what could cost me hundreds of thousands of dollars later trying right. to find a cure. Let me right. prevent exactly. what you want to try to cure. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, I totally agree. Um, and it leads me to another point, your personal um, mm-hmm. quote, living healthfully, mm-hmm. spiritual mm-hmm. practice. And mm-hmm. we talked about this earlier because this so ties into the whole fly at uh, 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 the whole fly you know, understanding because mm-hmm. there's the spiritual and physical side. Um, and, mm-hmm. and like I said, we touched on this. It's hard for your spirit to live mm-hmm. the life and to fulfill its purpose in a mm-hmm. body mm-hmm. that's ran that down and correct. broken down yes. because of yes. how we ate. Explain your personal quote, living healthfully is a spiritual practice. It's a spiritual practice because it's the, it's the engine to God's purpose in your life, right? It's the car that's going to take you there, right? So God has you on a journey, and you're in the car, and the very car that you're driving, that's a spiritual practice because you're being a steward of the gift. And a lot of times, I'm telling you this, 
people are are cut short either by their life, they're cut short um, in their energy, they're, they can't live to their full potential, they can't carry out their God-given missions in life, or whatever it may be, because they're battling sickness, right? And so every time you eat something, and every time you take care of your health, you're, you're, you're basically saying, thank you, God, for this body. You're saying, this is a stewardship, and I'm going to honor it. It's a, it's, a, it's a spiritual practice. You know, it's honoring of the temple that God has given you in a way by action, by habit, every single day. And it's saying, you know what, I believe I have something to do. I believe that I want to live out my mission. I believe I want to, you know, see my grandkids. I believe that I want to, you know, whatever it is, whatever your mission is, everyone's mission is different. But mm-hmm. you're, going, you're saying, I'm going to do my best. We know life happens but I'm going to do my best with what you were given me and I'm going to be a steward of my health. And that's a lot of times people don't talk about that. Even whether you're, you go to church, you know, whatever. A lot of times people don't talk about that. We're, we're focused more on the internal, but the fact of the matter yeah. is our external bodies are carrying our internal chest, whether we like it or not. If we can't walk, if our vision is gone, if we're bedridden, if our life is cut short way too early, how does that how does that align with our, our spiritual and our and our, our purpose? It's actually mm. counterproductive. It's counterproductive. Absolutely. And it's I, a self-care. I, self-care. It's just to, to bring up what you were saying, it's an act of self-love because mm-hmm. if you truly, we, we all love ourselves in different ways, but once you realize it and you get that connection that, listen, what I'm putting in my body is toxic, Mm-hmm. It's an act of self-care. It's an act of self-love. We wouldn't, and even with our children, and this is something that I had to learn, it's like we wouldn't knowingly poison our children. We wouldn't knowingly Absolutely. poison ourselves. And so it, it's, a, it's an act of self-care as well. Absolutely. And it's, it's funny that you said it because even in my book, I, I mentioned mm-hmm. how I, I love my parents to life, and I would not allow mm-hmm. anybody or anything to do something mm-hmm. to stress them out or to overbear them. And so mm-hmm. why would we in turn do the same to us? Why would we eat food mm. that aid in stress and aid in depression and, mm-hmm. and all of these things? So, I mean, yeah, you just, you just kind of, you just kind of took me, took me on that one. <laughs> um, and you, yeah. And you know what the truth of the matter is? I th- and this is why I'm so passionate about it. A lot of times people are just not connecting the dots. And that's why I'm so passionate about, you know, trying to, talk to people one-on-one or talk to people in groups to, to, to help people connect the dots. Because I myself, I didn't connect the dots either, and I didn't see the connections. But it's giving people the information, allowing them to take charge of their own health. A lot of times we're so codependent on the doctor. The doctor needs to tell me the, my health, what I need to do with my health. And, yes, doctors are good, but let's face it, we have 10 minutes with our doctor at most. They're busy Most of them are not even trained in nutrition because they only get so many hours in medical school. We can't rely 
it is almost, you know, we can't rely solely on put our hands in the medical system. We have mm-hmm. to take charge of our health. And this is why one of the things that I am advocating for is like finances. I believe that health is something that should be taught in school from their small. This shouldn't be something that's on a lockdown for when I go to a 10-minute appointment with my doctor. This should be common knowledge education. Everyone should know how do I eat the best optimal way so that I could increase my chances of longevity and healthiness. Everyone, a child should be taught that. Going through high school, going through, we all should have those skills that should be basic knowledge to everyone. And that's what I think is passionate. I, I'm, I'm not, I don't think it should be, but we're relying too much on the doctor. We need to make this Absolutely. something that's common knowledge so the average person can take charge of their health. Absolutely. And if we really think about it, the doctors are not trying to cure us. They're just trying to, to give us a temporary fix because guess what? It keeps us coming back. Let's just keep it real. It's going to, as long as you can keep coming back, I'll give right. you a temporary fix, but I don't want to completely show you or tell you what you can do to heal yourself. Right. That's right. not what they want. And because we're living, um, right, we live in a pharmaceutical driven, yeah, kind of. Society. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And now we do have another question here. Um, what tips do you have transition? What would be like, you know, when you're coaching, what are some tips you give mm-hmm. your people when they're, when they're crossing over? One of the tips I say is, you know, first of all, find what you like first, right? Because you're probably going to start with, with, you know, find the vegetables and the things that you like. Um, start with one meal a day. Like, like what I try to do is I try to find out where everybody's at. If there's somebody that, you know, they can jump right in, fine. But there's some people they need to, you know, to transition. Change one meal a day, right? Find um, – Find just one meal a day and then start transitioning. Take out one meat a day. Take out take out dairy transition. It's all in baby steps. And so when you kind of develop a plan, some people like to be shocked into it, and there's other people who says, you know what, let me do it step by step. Let me just gradually take things out. Um, we're all getting to the same place, and so that's one of the things I tell people to do is just change one meal a day. Um, start with a small step. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so just so that you know, start with one meal a day, and I think that to me that sounds pretty. Um, it's pretty doable. It sounds pretty, um, yeah, pretty just, doable. just one meal. And then the other um, thing is too, I tell people to immerse themselves in information because I mm-hmm. found that the more I knew about what I was eating, the better I was able to be compliant. Um, so I always tell people it starts with the mindset shift first. You have to kind of feed your mind with your goals and what you, and why you're doing this, right? So what I try to do is empower people to get a hold of their why. Why are you doing this? Because, you know, if, if, if you don't have a strong why, you know, when you're at your potluck and the nice fried chicken comes up, you'd be like, you know what, I'll just start back tomorrow. But when you realize what is your why, well, I, I have a chronic disease that I want to get over. You know what, I want to um, see my grandkids because I'm whatever. I want to... I want to be able to, whatever it is, everybody's got a different why, but being able to securely understand that, that mm-hmm. why also will help you as well. So that's one understand of the things your that why. also help you. Yeah, understand your why because times are going to get tough and you got to make a decision. Am I doing, you know, you can't just live moment to moment sometimes. Absolutely. And I think we've got time maybe for one or two more questions here. One more I have here. Um, what is your take on sleep um, and healing the body 
as a facet of being vegan. Now, I know to me, sleep is huge. Sleep? Yeah, yes. sleep is very important. And when, and when we talk about, I mean, there, the holistic health, you know, you're talking about eating, you're talking about sunshine, you're talking about sleep, you're talking about um, all of these things work together. And, and definitely rest is important, right? Physical exercise. All of these things work hand in hand. Um, you know, if we don't get enough sleep, our body doesn't have time to rejuvenate. It's the same thing almost like the intermittent fasting. Half of that is done during our sleep, right? So sometimes what mm-hmm. we people do is they cut off their dinner early at night, and then they go to bed on an empty stomach, and they allow their body to do the magic during their sleep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, sleep is, is very important. Absolutely, absolutely. Like I said, I agree because, uh, I mean, it's actually, when you think about it, sleep is, and most people don't, even with working out, um, you know, I know people, mm-hmm. they work out and they, 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 you know, they go heavy on the weights. And, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, when you sleep, only get about six hours. When does your body have a moment to to recoup from mm-hmm. all of that? When is it time to replenish everything and put everything back the way it needs to? Because the mm-hmm. body is a self-healing operating organism that mm-hmm. knows what to do, when to do it. But if mm-hmm. we don't sleep, if we don't eat the right things, we're not allowing it to function like it was or like it was intended to um, function. Um, mm-hmm. And I love of working out. Um, I will say, yeah, this, and, especially mm-hmm. with the plant based, it's it's mm-hmm. it's not hard, but it is a little more difficult. Like we spoke earlier, I sometimes find mm-hmm. it a little harder with working out and lifting weights, and because I do love weights. Um, mm-hmm. But I find it a little more difficult to have those macronutrients and micronutrients and those things. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. when you're working out and going heavy, what are some recommendations you give to people, um, especially with the plant-based? Because I know it's doable. That I do know. And I, mm-hmm. I haven't, you know, I've mm-hmm. seen evidence of that. I just have a problem sometimes making sure I'm eating enough or the right things for the weights that yeah. I'm lifting. Yeah, because you remember, you know, there's, you have your starchy vegetables, and they are your friend when it comes to that satiation and that, that bulk. You know, you have your beans, your potatoes, you know, your rice, your whole grains, your steel-cut oats. Those are the real bulky um, kind of uh, uh, foods that are really satiating, right, that really give you a lot of energy for a longer term. Rather than, like, when you have a big bowl of vegetables, it doesn't give you that same um, you know, you could, you know, you're going to get hungry a little bit easier. So I tell people when, you know, when you really need a lot of energy, go with your oats, go with your grains, go with your potatoes, go with your, your beans and your lentils, because when you eat a lot of those, they're, you know, they give you the, the same unsatiating feeling and, and it gives you enough energy to, 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 um, to work out. Awesome. That was great. Cause then, I mean, I'll know going forward what I what I can do then. So now here's just a, uh, one last question here, and then um, I want you just to tell the people how to get in touch with you if they're, mm-hmm. you know, looking for for tips for coaching. Um, let me ask you this: Do you do meal plans for people? I do do meal plans. Part of the um, one-on-one coaching is I kind of work with the individual, um, so they're mm-hmm. very tailored, individually tailored. Um, so I do do meal plans, and that's part of the health coaching session. Um, because what would work for one person may not work with 
for another person. So I do them individualized based on, you know, what are they allergic to? What are their favorite foods? You know, do they have any other, you know, other issues that that interplay and things like that? Awesome. Awesome, awesome, great, because I think I may get one. <laughs> I'm thinking okay. for myself. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, and it's not that, you know, you can't do it sometimes. Let's be honest. We mm-hmm. can all be a little lazy. And to have someone else right. map it out for you is, hey, I'm with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. So now, um, for how to, to get in touch with you, where to follow you at, all the information they need to be able to find things, all the faithful vegan. Okay, well, I'm on Instagram. I'm the faithful dot vegan on Instagram. On Facebook, Facebook, I'm the faithful vegan. Um, you could also reach me by email. I'm Cersei Blue S as in faithful, B as in vegan at gmail dot com, and you can also send me an email there as well. Awesome, yeah. awesome, awesome. And do you have a? Did you say the website? I'm not sure if I heard a website. Oh yes, it's www dot Blue.com. That's S-E-R-S-I-E, blue like the color.com. Awesome. So is there one last tip you would you would say to the people, anybody that's wanting to go to, to, to begin a different um, path to eating, people that are in their path, anything that you would just leave them with as your last tip for the evening? <laughs> um, my last tip I would say is, you know what, eat in your best self-interest right? Just take the first step, whether it's a small step, a baby step, it doesn't matter. Just take the first step towards your health um, and make a vision plan for yourself. What do you want to see yourself in 25 years and how do you want to feel? How do you want to look? How do you want to be in terms of your health? And then backtrack and just start walking towards it. Eat in your best self-interest. I love it. I love it. I think I, I I can get with that one. I'm going to eat in my best self-interest. Cersei, mm-hmm. thank you so much, so, so much for coming in tonight. You have given us some great information. I've got my inbox is going on here. Um, great information. Thank you and for having me. Mm-hmm. You are very welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and should you um, have anything else to set, to tell us at any point, if you wanted to come back and give us any more tips, please let me know you're more than welcome because we definitely enjoy it. At least okay, I enjoyed fantastic. it, and I believe my yeah. inboxers enjoyed it. <laughs> definitely. Great All information right. provided. Perfect. So, thank again, you. anyone, you're very welcome, and thank you. And anyone listening, remember, you can definitely find her on Facebook um, under Faithful Vegan, Instagram, The Faithful Vegan. Um, her website, CerseBlue.com. Definitely look her up. Definitely follow her. Definitely support, support, support her because we all could definitely benefit from living a much healthier life. So this is your girl, Shannon Shaydon Ward with Fly Conversations with Shaydon. Thank you all so much for joining this evening. I hope that you've got something from this. And until next time, take care of yourself. I love you, love you, love your life. And, hey, we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Love you. Mean it. Excitement. Riveting. Love. Forgiveness. Shy. Shy. Dawn. Fly. 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 Fly.
Joe was taking all the car when I started, right?